0: It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Welcome to Living Skin. I'm Beth Bialco with Global Education, back in the studio today with Jane Whirlwind, our founder and chief visionary of Dermalogica. So welcome back, Jane.
1: Thanks, Beth. It's good to be back. Always good to be with you anywhere, but especially great when I get to speak to, uh, to great uh, great devotees
0: and members of the tribe. Aw, thank you so much. Well, We are so excited to have you here today. As always, your stories, the insight you give to the brand is so impactful. And in our past few episodes, you've taken us through the journey of Dermalogica and how it all began, really sharing some authentic and personal stories of how the brand came to life. Mm. And our listeners know us for our products. But for this podcast, I'd like to invite them in with us today for a personal story with you to learn about our innovative concepts and education. And in my mind, that begins with face mapping. Mm.
1: Yeah, love face muffin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who maybe are unsure, like, what's face mapping, um, a, th- a great way, I think, to explain it is you think about the the first step, right, into creating any good skincare regimen, is having a skin therapist, a professional skin therapist, analyze your skin, mm-hmm. right? Helps you understand your skin, helps you know what's going on with it, mm-hmm. uh, any conditions that you're experiencing. And it's to make sure that the products are personalized, mm-hmm. that they're customized, and that they're being selected correctly for you and your current lifestyle so i mean again as i said face mapping to me right it's a very personalized uh skin analysis Mm -hmm. so because it is such an integral service for dermalogica when face mapping was developed what did you have in mind was it first the treatment room or product prescription or or both Mm.
1: Well, I mean, the start of great skin is, uh, well, listen, the very very start of great skin is choosing your parents really carefully because skin is genetic. (laughs) Like any organ of the body, we inherit certain qualities and traits from our ancestors. And so that Put that to one side. We each have a uniquely individual skin, and it's just like your fingerprints. You know, if you look at, it reminds me when I look at my hands that my fingerprints have never been on the planet before, and they, no one will ever have my fingerprints after me. They're completely unique to me, and it's just a reminder of how unique our skin is. Mm-hmm. At Dermalogica, we never talked about skin type. This sort of static idea of normal, dry, oily, sensitive combination Um, is redundant because your skin isn't static, it's not an object, it's not like a, a piece of stone that doesn't change or move. Skin is dynamic, it moves, it bends, it shapes, it's influenced by our emotions. If, it, if anyone disagrees with that, they better explain blushing to me, because just by having a thought, it changes the the heat in our skin, the blood circulation to our skin. So it's an emotional organ, it's an organ of protection, it's an organ of respiration, it's an organ of elimination, it is active and dynamic all the time. So this idea of having this pre-programmed genetic skin type is really redundant, it's It's useful to think, oh yes, you know, I I have this from, I have perhaps cystic acne from my ancestors. But at the end of the day, it's not about your skin type, it's about your skin condition. Mm -hmm. What condition is your skin in? So if you are in a microclimate of air conditioning, for example, you're going to have a lack of moisture in the skin, dehydration. Mm -hmm. If you are postmenopausal you may be classified as having a quote-unquote dry skin, but it's probably an allopoid skin, which means lacking in oil, not necessarily lacking in moisture. Mm-hmm. So you've got dehydration and allopoid skin. That's just two little examples of two different, completely different dry skin as it would be analyzed as. So it's really about your skin condition. What is your skin doing today? How are you feeling today and we all know that you can go to bed one night and when you wake up in the morning you can have a breakout well Where did that come from? I mean, you just went to sleep in your pillow, and what the heck happened? (laughs) Well, you know, hormones are released, chemical changes in the body, and you get a breakout. I think you can actually go to sleep, and when you wake up sometimes, you think, I've actually developed a whole new fine line or wrinkle, which (laughs) seems a bit implausible overnight. But clearly, your skin looks different the next morning, and perhaps you're a little tired, maybe you had salty food, you've got a little bit more swelling in the skin. It is affected by everything we do. So right from the beginning at Dermalogica, this idea of we're going to have skin types and then we're going to put it on the front of the bottle, you know, this is for oily skin, was ridiculous. It's not the way, in my view, a skin therapist a professional skin therapist thinks. It's also not really helpful to the client because they know that their skin is different. And so... Face mapping came about and was developed simply as a response to knowing that it's not just about what genetic skin type you have, it's what is your skin doing today. And the only way I know that as a professional skin therapist is to look at your skin. And not just to look at it, but to touch your skin. Because what a skin looks like and what it feels like can be two different things. Some things you pick up with human touch you feel dryness well does it feel dry and scaly does it feel dry and hot does it feel dry and yet somehow oily there's Mm -hmm. an oiliness well yes it could because you could have an oily genetic skin but you're actually dehydrated lacking moisture because you work in air conditioning and perhaps diet and frequent flying etc you've dehydrated the surface of the skin so it's it's complex it's not simple so face mapping was designed as a way a method by which a professional skin therapist can truly evaluate what condition your skin is in and then as importantly why do we think it's in that condition And equally importantly, what products or treatments could we recommend to bring the skin back into its optimum level of health by counteracting some of those conditions that we're seeing on the skin? So it sounds quite complicated but in fact it's no more complicated than the human skin as itself and as a professional skin therapist trained in face mapping it is an essential tool for us to begin this idea of what treatment should I be giving this client today And it can't be the same as the one I gave last month because the skin must be different. It's a different dynamic. It's not like hair, which is dead until somebody proves us otherwise. And we're cutting and styling it and it grows and then we kind of give it the same haircut as last month your skin is completely different. And so depending on even the time of day you come for your treatment and the day of the week you come for the treatment and the time of the month that that treatment is scheduled in means that the skin will be responding differently. So we have to adapt to that. And every treatment is like a bespoke suit. We're cutting it to fit the client. We're designing it to fit the client's skin today and then the products, the tr- the things I'm going to recommend for the client to maintain that result at home will need to be adjusted and it, it doesn't mean I'm going to recommend a completely new set of products every time you come in but it may mean that I tweak how you're using those products Are you layering in your Skin Hydrating Booster underneath your sunblock, or am I now gonna recommend you use it at night as well, or just around the eyes, or just around the chin? So it's gonna mean that I am likely always adjusting how you're using the product, and maybe recommending slightly different products.
0: So it really shows the importance of linking not only the treatment, with your skin analysis and understanding how the therapist is going to go through each step and how it's customized. But then at the end, what that client should be using at home. Yes. And then how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, just really changing it. And I think what's great with face mapping is that you know, the skin therapists are able to capture this information right on the skin fitness plan. Mm-hmm. So the client doesn't have to feel overwhelmed, you know, walking out, not knowing what to do or why. Yes. And they feel really educated. Mm-hmm. And I think as a, you know, as a client, we feel educated, you feel empowered, and you feel like the choice that you've made for your products that you've purchased that day, you feel good about that. Yes and know and, that they're going to work.
1: Yeah, and the goal the goal of having a relationship with a professional skin therapist as a client is that you're actually learning mm-hmm. about your skin. You're actually receiving, if you want, an education from a professional skin therapist about your skin so that you can make better choices at yes. home. And you can decide, oh, I know exactly what I need to do tonight because my skin's a little dry around the eyes. I'm going to use you know, my Power Rich around my eyes this evening But because I had a breakout on my chin, I'm actually going to just put on a thin layer of overnight clearing gel. I'm not using my power rich on my chin this evening. So, and you become empowered, as you say, Beth, Mm -hmm. because you have knowledge. You're only dealing, if you're the client, you're only dealing with one skin in your whole life. You're dealing with your own. (laughs) So you become a pretty quick study as a professional skin therapist, (laughs) as you can imagine. You know, Beth, as a skin therapist yourself, we're dealing with, you know, perhaps a dozen skins a day and having to design something specifically for them as well. Right, and keep track of that.
0: And and be mindful, like you said, of every day changes, something Mm -hmm. that was happening. Mm -hmm. And I think it is so crucial to to say this that connection between the client being able to see a skin therapist or talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we all get busy. I know sometimes you may not be able to get in to to see your favorite uh, skin therapist. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you have a product question at... You know, two o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Or you're um, traveling, or you're maybe like, traveling, and yes, you
1: suddenly think, oh my gosh, you know, should I be using this product?
0: Right. like that? Right, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, think it's great that in this era of technology, we've we've not left those people unsupported. That if you you know can't if you can't see a skin therapist, which is obviously the ideal choice, you can also go up to facemapping.com. Yes. and be able to you know ask the questions, mm-hmm. take a look at the products. Mm-hmm. And I think it's another great way to stay supported when you're away. On the treatment room.
1: Yeah, and it's informational. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the dot-com the piece of the Dermalogica education story uh, in all of its iterations is is informational. Mm-hmm. So you can get information there on what product you should be using, what each product does, what's the difference between one product yeah. and the next, and that's really important and helpful. Um, you can get information on ingredients, you can get information on what they, how they respond to the skin, etc. And then you have this aspect of the relationship between the professional skin therapist and the client. And I smile as I speak about it because I love it. I, I love it. This is yeah. the reason I became a skin therapist. It's not just informational, although I hope it's that as well. It is, it is immersive. It is a human connection. It is experiential. And there's the difference. You know, you've got information let's say about face mapping on the dot-com piece, but you've got this aspect which is experiential, Mm -hmm. which is when you literally walk your skin (laughs) into a professional skin therapist, you know, (laughs) space. Uh, And and I I laugh about that because I always, when I teach skin therapists, I always say never forget inside the skin lives the client. In other words, there's a person inside that right, skin. Right. So everything we do, they're hearing, they're seeing, they're, they, they're aware of our body temperature as we come close to them. They're aware of, of our jewelry. If we're wearing any jewelry as we're moving around them or talking to them, everything is hypersensitized to the experience. And it's such an Precious and significant, and 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 truly uh, treasured relationship that you mm-hmm. have with a client and a skin therapist because it's it's intimate. I mean, we're touching their skin, and that makes it extremely a great responsibility for us as skin therapists. And yeah. it, yes, face mapping is delivered in person, and that's a completely different experience to where you're just. Uh, taking the opportunity to have the informational aspect of face mm-hmm. mapping online. And both are unique and both are important and they are adjuncts to each
0: other. Mm-hmm. I definitely, it's, it's like the <clears throat> face mapping is, I like to say is like a bridge between the skin therapist and the client and I feel definitely it strengthens that trust. And builds that relationship yes. because if you're going and you're trusting someone, right, to touch your skin, to tell you what you should use on, mm-hmm. right, your the largest organ of your body, mm-hmm. something that you, you know, show yes. out into the world every single day. Yes. And... I think with face mapping, it really builds that connection. And as, as a skin therapist, it's also a responsibility that I think Dermalogica trains skin therapists that none of us take lightly. No, It's definitely something that's a, a, a deep commitment. So I did mention, right, we talked about the skin being the largest organ, and we've talked a lot about lifestyle, and I especially coming back to how you said your skin changes on the daily, mm-hmm. at night, always different very complex having said that we've also heard the stories of you know what you put you know into your body or what's happening on the inside of your body can actually be reflected onto the skin and one of the things i'd like you to touch upon is how does face mapping when you were creating it how did you connect that what's happening on the inside to mm-hmm. the external skin concerns mm-hmm. like and such as like Chinese um, like face diagnosis right
1: well we know as skin therapist that you know the skin is a separate organ and yet completely connected to the body so Western I'll call it dermatological. <laughs> Use that word correctly
0: there, right? That was good.
1: <laughs> How dermatologists uh, look at the skin as a clinical analysis and diagnosis. So they're looking at whether you know it's acne, and then what form of acne is it? Cystic? Is it grade one, two, three, four? Um, they'll be looking at sensitivity on the skin. They'll be looking at any kind of uh, skin coloration or pigmentation on the skin. These are all aspects of of what I call Western clinical skin analysis. And they're all useful and important, and we take that into consideration with face mapping. We're looking at the skin itself, and we're touching it, and we're, we're discovering, uh, you know, what, what condition the skin is in. Separately, when I did my aromatherapy teacher training, which is in the 1980s, a large part of, of that discipline is around um, Chinese facial diagnosis. Which is not just, it's actually not about looking just at the skin condition, it's actually not just about looking at the skin. It's about looking at the skin as a mirror or a reflection of what's happening in the body. And so different areas of the face are subdivided to connect or link with different systems in the body. And it's not used uh, by skin therapist as a method of diagnosing illness or imbalance, but it is used by us in face mapping as a way of indicating what areas of the body, according to Chinese facial diagnosis, uh, are undergoing stress or are showing a sign of, of you know, sort of implication in a skin condition. So, for example, in Chinese uh, diagnosis, you look at the chin area and you see in the center of the chin, you've got small intestine digestion. And then to the side of the mouth on the lower part of the body, you've got reproduction. Okay, so if you're seeing a breakout in the chin area, depending if it's in the center of the chin, that would indicate a digestive stress and if you're seeing it on one side or the other of the chin lower than the lip area that will show you uh, an an intention around reproductive reproduction it doesn't mean there's a problem it can mean that you literally you know ovulating on one side and then on the other side according to the body if you if you're female so we look at when we do When we developed face mapping, we were looking at okay, what are the areas or the zones on the skin? And we divided it into a map because it just made it easier. When I was learning this discipline, it made it easier for me when I divided the face into a map. And it made sure that we went through each zone, each area of the face systematically. And you didn't perhaps forget one and you didn't do it in a way I'm looking at your forehead, now I'm looking at your chin, now I'm over by your ear, now I'm behind your ear, now I'm (laughs) under your It's like hop skipping all over the face. There has to be a system so that it feels rhythmic and it feels orderly. And it doesn't feel uh, uh, dramatic Mm -hmm. or or sort of hyperactive. In other words, if I was sort of touching your face and jumping from your eyebrow to your chin and over to your ear, it starts to feel frenetic, and that isn't restful, and it can start to make the client feel a little agitated. So we simply made it an orderly process of we're going to go over the skin, we're going to look at the skin, we're going to touch the skin, and we're looking for two areas first of all we're looking at western analysis Mm -hmm. do I see any any inflammation do I see any dryness do I see any breakout or pimples do I see any fine lines or deeper wrinkles what am I seeing visibly on the skin and how does it feel Mm -hmm. but I'm also interested where on the face are those things occurring so for example if I see breakout, if I see pimples in the forehead area, that's large intestine, right, colon in Chinese diagnosis, if I'm seeing a breakout in that area, pimples, I'm thinking short-term because a pimple can erupt within a couple of days, I'm seeing short-term stress in the forehead area. Now that could suggest digestion. So what did you eat in the last 48 hours? Oh, well I ate a curry last night. And how did you feel? Well, I actually upset my stomach. Well, now we're seeing inflammation in the forehead area or we're seeing you know a breakout in the forehead area if it's maybe 48 hours ago. But now maybe I'm seeing deeper lines in the forehead area. That's long term. That didn't occur in 24 hours despite what we might think about waking up overnight with a new <laughs> wrinkle. That's a long term stress. That makes me talk to the client about, you know, do any long-term issues with digestion. And somebody might say, you know, I've got irritable bowel syndrome, for example. This is not a method of diagnosing illness, and I want to stress that, nor is it a method of treating that illness. It's simply recognizing that the skin indicates different changes in the body, and the face, according to Chinese diagnosis, indicates areas of the body that are influencing the skin everything is connected everything is harmonious everything is synergistic and so when we go through a dermatological Uh, face mapping we're mapping the face zone by zone and on the map we're writing down what are we seeing visually what are we feeling is it something we can help correct an imbalance in or is it something that's a long-term problem and it's a long-term issue in the skin and it's something that we can help mitigate but not necessarily resolve. And all of that gets built into this this map of the face and it's rather like a road map of what could we do in the treatment room to help this client and what products can we recommend and how can we recommend they be used in order to mitigate what we're seeing in the face. And it's fascinating, I mean it's a journey into the client's life almost and we don't perform face mapping once and then put that away and think okay well that's the client's skin because again it is dynamic the skin as an organ is dynamic and therefore we have we go through face mapping every single time the client comes in and when you're experienced in it as soon as the client walks in you're busy you know mapping the skin (laughs) with your eyes and waiting until you can then map the skin with your touch as well and with your conversation because all of this is sort of, I hate to say it, but it's almost like a big fat excuse, this, this face mapping and this skin analysis, and of course we need it to design product and treatment, but it is also a big fat excuse to have an amazing conversation with the client. It's not silent, it's interactive, it's not one-sided, it's communicative. So I'm touching you, Beth, and I'm looking at your skin I'm using my eyes and my hands to see your skin by feeling it and and touching it. And I'm talking to you about your skin. I'm saying, you know, Beth, tell me about your skin. You live in it every day. Tell me about the things that you want to maintain about your skin that you love. Tell me the things you'd like to correct about your skin that you feel are challenges. And you're talking to me and I'm touching your skin and I'm looking at your skin and we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. i'm seeing this beth and i like to give my clients a mirror to look at their face as i'm face mapping them so that when i see something i might see some comedones in the cheek area and i want to show you so that you can see that because we're going to work on that in the treatment room but i'm also going to ask you what color cosmetics do you use do you use blush and if you're using blush let's talk about the ingredients because a dnc red can be comedogenic and if not that let's talk about the brush you're using for your blush and how often do you wash that brush or have you never washed it and there's a whole residue of dead skin cells which is protein which bacteria love and love to live in and thrive on it's a conversation that we're having so face mapping to me is really the most essential foundation stone of the relationship between a professional skin therapist and their client and it's truly for me anyway the most efficient in-depth method to really start the relationship that hopefully is gonna be lifelong with that client.
0: You know, I mean, it really is. uh, Speaking as a skin therapist myself and and having those authentic conversations with the Mm -hmm. client and I think what's also a great point of it is I used to have clients say to me like, wow, like no one's ever asked me that before. right? Or no one's really listened to what I needed to do for my skin, they just kind of recommended, you know, something off the shelf. Yes. And I, I left feeling, you know, disappointed. I mean, I have so many stories of how face mapping literally changed, you know, my client's skin, uh, the trust between myself and my client, even when, as I'm educating, mm-hmm. the the trust I have and the relationship I'm building between myself. And the students, mm-hmm. right, who take our classes, mm-hmm. it's not only helped increase their business, but it's boosted their confidence, mm-hmm. and it's really helped them be more successful. And I think a lot of skin therapists you're listening in today can probably, uh, probably shaking their heads like we are, saying, you know, yes, you know, I've got that story. I know the person you're talking about yes. who, who just needed me to listen and and touch their skin and make that connection. So do, do you have any uh, personal stories that you can mm-hmm. share where face mapping maybe has made a, a, a really big impact on, on you or someone else? Well, I suppose like
1: every skin therapist, I, I have dozens, probably hundreds, right. but I have two that come to mind. One happened very recently, actually, just a few weeks ago. And one happened a few years ago, and they're both different. One is very practical, and one is is a little more, uh, more around human connection. The first one happened recently, and this was a client that uh, I had seen. Uh, and I'm not treating them in a skin center because I would refer them, but it's someone I've known for a number of years. And okay. she has had a constant... She's got hypersensitive skin, uh, urticaria. She suffers from sensitivity, and she's been struggling with a lot of irritation around the mouth, lips, and around uh, the perioral area. Mm -hmm. And I don't see her regularly. She doesn't live in the States. But every time I do see her, she'll talk to me about her skin. Obviously, I do face mapping, and I talk to her about what lip product is she using because she's had this ongoing problem. So she recently shared with me, and it looks like she describes it as it feels as if my lips are burnt, and there's quite a lot of irritation around the lip line. So we've had various success with recommending some calming products, etc. but it, it needed more than that, and I knew that we had to dig in, and it's been a while since I actually did a full face mapping on her. So she shared with me that she had recently been out of the country, she'd been to India, and while she was there for three weeks, her mouth cleared up. And I said, oh, my goodness. So now I'm discussing with her, well, what did you eat in India? And she's discussing turmeric. And I'm thinking, Mm. okay, so turmeric is Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatory. So that may be the solution. And um, she said that when she came back, uh, she's in the UK. When she got back there, uh, her mouth was was bad again. And yet she's been using turmeric, and it's still not good. Well, it's a long, laborious story, which I won't bore you with, but... (laughs) what she revealed to me I said to her okay I want you to describe to me this is a question I never asked her before I want you to describe to me your daily routine with your skin I want you to start in the morning what do you do with your skin tell me exactly what you do and then she talked to me about using daily microfoliant and I said okay now explain to me exactly how do you use it show me how and where okay and how do you remove it That is a critical question, I have to just say, because I have had so many clients say the craziest things to me of how they remove face masks (laughs) and how they remove... I had one client explain to me how she puts on a moisturizer and then removes that, which is not necessarily the way you want to do that <laughs> anyway all good she's using tepid water she uses a, a very soft washcloth um, oh it's all good no red flags and okay fine and now your evening routine talk to me about your evening routine and she starts uh, to explain to me and it all sounds good nothing untoward and I said to her okay and tell me what Tell me I've asked her this before, but tell me what toothpaste you're using because I know that sometimes tartar control or, or whitening toothpaste can cause irritation yes. around the mouth. And I had recommended that she switch that some time ago, which she had done, and I said, okay, and then then she said something to me which I have never had a client say to me in my life before. And I I don't repeat it. She said, and then, of course, well, I wash my, you know, I rinse my mouth after I've brushed my teeth, you know, just taking a, and this is what she said, taking a slush from the tap. And I said, okay, so hang on a second. So what did you say? And she said, taking a slush from the tap. And I said, well, what? Okay, okay, walk me back. So do you have a tooth mug Like you have a glass that you fill up with water and you rinse out your mouth. No, she said. She said, I put my mouth around the tap and drink water and rinse my mouth out that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me explain what immediately (laughs) leapt to my mind other than that is, I've never heard that before. That's unusual. You never stop learning something, do you? But something popped into my mind only because this is how my brain works. I said, okay, just backtrack a second. Do you clean your taps with a chemical and she said well actually one of my great luxuries is I have someone come in and clean my bathrooms and kitchen and yes I'm sure they do and I said what do they use and she said I have absolutely no idea why and I said if you're putting your mouth around the faucet And someone, you can imagine how we all clean off our taps. You probably spray something on a cloth and then kind of grip -hmm. the the tap and slide it down to the end. I said, there is a chemical residue on the tap. And now I'm thinking that the reason it improved when you went to India is because you were not putting your mouth around the tap. And even if you were, it wasn't being cleaned with the same cleaning solvent. Anyway. So far, so good. That was two weeks ago. She tells me that since stopping that habit and actually using a glass and putting the water in, because someone had, she said to me that someone had suggested to water before, but she has a softening system and she doesn't think it's the water. And I said, it's not the water, it's the tap. So far, we're two weeks into it. She is showing huge improvement, it's cleared up, and I finally feel <laughs> that we may have solved the mystery of the irritation and burnt mouth syndrome. And you know, watch this space. But face mapping led me to that because as I face mapped her and I'm having the conversation, I'm right. asking her to tell me what she does. I mean, I just dig in as far as you can. So that's my most practical recent example on face mapping. And you
0: had to go really deep with that story, right? Yeah. You had to really Yeah,
1: I because I had <laughs> (laughs) to make sure everyone understands what I'm saying because if I just said I had a client that drank water out the tap it doesn't really fill in and and also when you're as as crazy about skin as I am I'm not going to give up the search to try and resolve an issue probably though more emotional and impactful for me was some years ago when we were developing face mapping and uh, I had a client who had pretty pretty bad skin cystic acne um young and when we i conducted the face mapping in a in a more private setting because she was extremely embarrassed about her skin even though as skin therapists we know there is never a need to be embarrassed about your skin our skin is personal and while it may not be perfect in our eyes it's it's ours you know i mean mm-hmm. all skin to me honestly all skin is is wonderful Anyway, I was conducting face mapping and I explained to her what I was going to do and that we were going to talk about her skin and I was going to look at her skin. And for someone who's deeply emotional about their skin, just having somebody look at it is very intense. And so I explained to her, I asked her if she'd like to watch in the mirror as we talked and she said, no, she doesn't like to look at her skin. And then as I put my hands on her, you just put my fingertips on her, I mean, I get so upset when I think about it, Beth, because... It just comes back to me. She said to me, you, you don't have to touch my skin. And I just, I put my hands on her face, just almost like a, like an embrace. I just put both my hands either side of her face and just held her. Yeah. So she became emotional I didn't become emotional then I become emotional in the retelling of it because when I'm telling the story I'm thinking of what I saw in her face when I touched her what I saw when I realized that she probably didn't like to touch her own skin and maybe she'd always been touched by people wearing gloves or wearing masks or maybe she'd bought into some of those myths well I know she had because she repeated them about you know, people who have acne, their skin's not clean. It's a complete myth. I mean, some of the cleanest skin I've ever seen in my career has been people who have over their skin because they have acne. But just that idea to me when in face mapping that we touch the skin, that is the foundation of our relationship. And so to have broken through that barrier And without saying a word, just holding her face and looking at her in the eyes and having her look at me, and she welled up. I held it together, which, you know, (laughs) it wasn't that I was purposely trying to, but I, at that moment, felt that I was the anchor right there. Mm -hmm. And I just held her face. And I will tell you, Beth, I felt the heat rise in her skin underneath my hands. Mm I felt it rise up because she was very emotional. I held her face until I felt it start to subside and dip down. And then very, very gently, I just moved my hands down to her shoulders. And I looked at her in the eyes and I said, you and I are going to work together on giving you the healthiest skin we can deliver. And in that moment, we formed a bond the inner relationship with a skin therapist and a client is unbreakable and it's beyond product and it's beyond it's beyond anything that we do to the skin it is about everything that we give when we give a skin treatment and i it was those are the moments in my career anyway that make all the work and and all the study and all of the intention worthwhile because there's just nothing like that experience of human connection. And the skin is, is such a, an emotional and intimate you know, part of the body, and especially your face. So few people touch us on our face. Mm-hmm. They shake our hands, they touch our arm, they touch our back perhaps. Um, but for someone to reach out and touch your face is extremely rare and important. And so face mapping is that as well. It's everything from, you know, the slush from the tap to the, oh, I think I have an area of dry skin on my cheek or a breakout on my forehead, all the way through to the most important thing, which is human connection.
0: Well, Jane, thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. that impactful story. And thank you for just sharing everything that you do with us uh, straight from the heart, I think those listening in can probably feel it all the way Mm. through to their souls. So thank you again for taking the time and for being here with us today. And we can't wait to have you back in the studio with us again. Thank you. I really look forward to it, Beth. I look forward to it every time. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. You can find us on iTunes and the podcast section of Google Play Music. And don't forget to rate and subscribe. For more information, visit Dermalogica.com. And until next time, thank you for listening.